0: Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and I want to thank you for joining me. And if this is your first time, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to get unstuck and start living with purpose. Um, this is a really personal topic for me. I definitely went all th- through this in my life, and I believe that. We don't just go through this once. We go through this many different times in our lives as we reach these plateaus and we don't really know how to move forward. So um, yeah, we all have those times in our lives when we feel stuck or stagnant or maybe uninspired. Uh, you could feel a bit lost and not know how to, like I said, move forward. All you do know for sure is that you don't want to stay where you are right now, right? So I definitely been there. And I was I was stuck for a really long time, about 10 years ago, I'd say. And then very recently, I got a little stuck. And I'll tell you about that a little bit further in. Um, but there's so many different situations. It could be your home situation where you're living. Um, It could be who you're living with. It could be a relationship. It could be your job or your business. It doesn't have to mean your whole entire life feels stuck. Although sometimes it could be all of the above, right? I've definitely been there. Um, I think a good part of the reason this happens is because we get so busy in, in our lives doing, 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 instead of just being. Like I always tell people, Um, you know, because they're like, what does that mean to just be? And I'm like, well, just watch your dog. Like they're, that's what they do all day long. (laughs) Act like your dog. (laughs) I always tell myself that when I'm get too like caught up in the doing, I'm like, okay, I got to go hang out with my dogs, I guess. So we just get busy. We get busy taking care of everything for everyone. And this is definitely more common for women. And I might get a little uh, some of you might get a little angry at me for saying that, but just because of societal expectations and traditions where women are expected to take care of the household and the children. And I, I love that the shift that is happening right now in the younger generations that are you know younger than me, because this is definitely changing. And I love this. I just love this. But there is still a significant amount of expectation on the woman to take charge of these things. Um, Some women take care of the home, the kids, they take care of their significant other, their parents, all outside appointments, planning, family gatherings, like everything, you know, so that they're just, they're not only working full time, but they're doing all these other things. Um, And don't forget that women are also expected to look a certain way, be a certain way and act a certain way. Okay. And for crying out loud, you know, we should be grateful for all this, right? (laughs) So it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Now, I'm not saying these pressures don't sometimes haunt men, but I would be confident to say like 95% of the time, in my opinion, it's on the woman. And like I said, I see a shift coming. I see it in my kids. My kids are all young adults and I see a huge shift in their generations. And I, I'm very happy for that. I'm very glad about it. Now, we can spend years doing this. Most of our adult lives, some of us. And then one day something happens. So something interrupts you. So when you're in this mode of doing, 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 it's almost like you're on the hamster wheel. You're running. You've got the blinders on. You're not paying attention. You're not really. It's almost like you're living um, by default. You're not living on purpose. Okay. And that's what this, this, episode is really about, but something happens that disrupts that. It's like some something sticks something in your hamster wheel and stops it and you fall on your face and you have to pay attention. So sometimes that is um, you get sick, which is what happened to me. Um, maybe your a relationship is in trouble. That also happened to me. A death in the family, a, a global emergency. Didn't we all experience this two years ago, where we we're all forced to stop and like take a good look at what we were doing in our lives? Um, it makes you stop and get off that hamster wheel of life and say, "What the heck am I doing? Who am I?" You know, like you're almost like, "Where am I?" Like it's almost like you were in like some kind of a trance, right? So you see, when you're focused on caring for everyone else and not giving yourself that same care, not even close to that same care, you're going to get burnt out. And it most likely will show up as some kind of dis-ease in your body in so many different ways. Everybody's different. In me, it was a stroke at the age of 39. It could could show up as depression and anxiety. It could show up as panic attacks. It could show up as... um, You know, heart disease or high blood pressure. It could show up as autoimmune diseases. There's just so many different ways that it could, you know, manifest in our bodies. Okay, but you also like when you when you're doing 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 all that time and doing for other people, you also lose that connection with yourself. You know, like who you are, what you love doing, that time that you get with yourself. You and when you lose that connection with yourself, you lose your intuition. You know, you forget what you like to do. You forget what you like to enjoy. So this is very common as we move from our 30s to our 40s or 50s. It it happens at all different times for different people, but it's usually a little bit later in life um, because you've been doing it for so long. So the longer you're disconnected, the more of a a shock it is when you slow down and stop or you're forced to stop. And then you realize you're like, that's when you feel stuck. You know, like, you're like, what am I doing with my life? Um, Sometimes it's when our kids get older, they're less demanding, you have more time, and then you realize you don't even know how you like to spend that time. You don't know what to do with that time, okay? Who is this person I'm married to, or who is this person I've been with all these years? (laughs) I don't know them anymore. You know, this is why this happens to us. Um, This is where a lot of people feel stuck, get stuck, whatever you want to call it. Maybe they need some healing from that overwhelm and that burnout. Um, and they just want to wake up feeling excited inspired. Uh, they want to wake up feeling like they have some kind of a purpose for themselves um, to start their day with. And this, is, um, this isn't just a luxury, okay? This is a basic human need. Like if you look at the blue zones, for instance, one of the things they talk about Um, these people that live well into their hundreds. Definitely look it up if you're not familiar with it. It's so interesting. And I love looking at um, the Blue Zone studies because it takes different people from different places all over the world, but they're all doing, I think it's like eight or nine of the same things. And one of those things is to have a purpose. It's very important. So this is very important for you to have your own personal purpose. This isn't what your family wants to do you to do, your parents want you to do, your significant other wants you to do, what your kids want you to do. This is very personal. It's about reconnecting with that truest part of yourself. That that part, I don't know, for me, it was like I felt really connected to that part of myself when I was a young kid, like 10, 9, 10, 11. I was really connected with that. There was nothing telling me any different than that's what I should be. You know what I'm saying? And It was like before all those outside influences started Destroying that. <laughs> so um, it's very important to acknowledge that this is your what you want, not what everybody else wants for you. And so, really, learning to connect with yourself is really important. Um, when I work with private clients, I do like to go into meditation and really connect with that. Um, the truest self inside of all of us. That's a very healing and transformational thing to do. So there have been a few times that I've felt this way, like after, uh, before my divorce, after my divorce, um, when I had the stroke, um, I mean, when my body, my body literally made me slow down and I, I had no choice. So obviously I did. And I changed, I changed careers. And then eventually I moved to, to a different area. Like th- it spurred up these, these, um, you know, these connections with myself and different needs I wanted to do different, different things were important to me because I slowed down to really figure out what those things were. So then also after the pandemic, things really got clear to me. This is a, something that i I think we experienced like, As a whole, you know, on planet Earth, that we all like got a little more clear of what's important, you know. So I looked at what's important to me. How can I be really intentional of my time? How can I protect my time? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I only expose myself to things? that are positive and beneficial to me, in my opinion, you know, it's really, everybody's different, you know, and how can I be intentional with my time? So that I'm spending time doing the things that are getting me closer to my goals, my wants, my needs, you know, and that's really important to put yourself first. It's not selfish because when you put your needs first, then you show up as the best version of yourself for everybody else. That's very important. So I, I don't know about you, but I always want to show up as the best version of myself for my kids, for my family, in my, in my job, in my business. I mean, it's very important for me to show up as the best version of myself. So getting clear um, of what I want and what my needs are and being very intentional with my time and protective of my energy and being able to, you know, I, nobody's perfect. You can't stay there all the time, but doing the best I can so I could show up as the best possible version of myself for everybody else and myself, obviously. So today I'm going to share 12 different ways to start to reconnect with yourself. This is just a starting point. So this might sound a little overwhelming because there's, I have 12 steps, Um, but it's just a starting point. It's right. It's kind of like you stopping and saying, hmm, like, how do I, How do I start to reconnect with myself? How do I start to take care of myself on a deeper level? These are like these little starting points that you can take. Okay. So I'm kind of going to go through these, these 12 steps with you. I'm going to go through them quickly because otherwise this would take me like four episodes. But what I'm going to tell you is that I have an ebook that I wrote that goes through these 12 steps and you could get the, it's a free ebook and I'm going to have the link for you in the show notes, grab the ebook and each step has, um, journaling prompts and affirmations and action steps. And so if you're really serious about, you know, you know, getting unstuck and, you know, just, this is that springboard to help you start moving forward. Okay. Um, it's like first step, you know, to feeling good again. And so if you're really serious about this and this is what you want for yourself, and I don't know why you wouldn't want this for yourself, you deserve this. I want you to listen to these 12 steps um, and then get the ebook. And some people might need one of these steps and some people might need all of them. Okay, so you take take what you need and leave the rest behind, you know, and it's not terribly in depth. It's not gonna take you a long time to do. Um, it's not a long ebook. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't know, 15, 20 pages. I don't even remember. I'm sorry, but it's definitely worthwhile if you're if you're in that stuck place. Okay. So I'm going to get started. I'm going to go through each of the steps and kind of just summarize them quickly. Okay. So the first step is acknowledging your starting point. So if you want to get to a new destination, <laughs> you need a starting point and then the destination, right? So it's kind of like using your GPS. You you have to figure out where you're starting from. So it's usually your home address. And then you like, I want to go here. And you put in the address of wherever you're headed to. Um, and if you don't have those two, those two things, it's going to be hard for you to get where you're going. You're going to make all these wrong turns and it's going to take you longer and you might get discouraged or whatever. So, you know, what you're gonna do is take a closer look at where you're starting and acknowledge how far you've come so far. And then you're gonna make a decision like where, where do I wanna go, you know? Um, and if you really don't know, that's okay because some of these next steps are gonna kind of help you decide that, okay? You could take a guess of where you wanna go and you can even write down a few goals, dreams, or wants that you have. But by the time you get to this, the last step, You might change those up a bit. Your mind might change, okay? So acknowledging your starting point, number one. Number two, revisit what brings you joy, okay? That's one of the things we let go of first when we're busy, busy doing, doing, right? We let go of those things that we don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And it's a bunch of bullshit, okay? We all have the same amount of time. And some of us manage to, you know, fit in... Uh, little bits of joy every day, and a lot of joy over over time, right? So we all have that space. You just have to make that space, okay? But so you're going to get down to the nitty gritty of what has made you happy throughout your life, and some of the journal prompts in step number two will have you going back to when you were little, and looking at different things that made you happy, and curating a list of when you were, you know, say, uh, you know, elementary age teenager, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, go up to, I don't know how old you are, um, you know, just keep going. And then looking at the commonalities between those different time periods in your, in your life and seeing like, wow, you know, all through my life, I've always enjoyed blank, whatever that is. And I don't do that anymore. Why don't I do that? And sometimes that's all you need to like spur some joy into your life. You just have to be reminded It's not that it's gone. It's just that you forgot about it, right? So that's step number two. Now, step number three, create a path where you feel lit up. This is very similar to step two, but it's really examining when you feel in flow, when you feel good. And what do I mean by flow? So flow is, um, you know, when you're doing something and time either goes by really fast or really slow, like you just don't notice time. Um, And this happens for me when I'm in my garden for sure. Like I love gardening. I love my vegetable garden. And when I'm in my garden, I it's almost like I'm not thinking about anything. I'm sure I am. You know, you never stop thinking. It's like your heart's beating, you're thinking. Okay. But you're just like in this flow, you're in this peace, you know, you're, I'm connected with nature. This also happens when I'm running. That's why I like running so much. It's, it just makes me feel so good. Um, also when I'm creating, like when I'm creating a new program for my clients and I'm in that creation mode and I'm in like that flow, oh my God, I, I just, nothing else is mattering, but behind the scenes and sometimes I'll get so much done and it's only like an hour or something like that, but it felt like five hours, like in a good way, if that makes sense. So I want you to, the way that you do this is really to just start paying attention when you're doing certain things and when you feel in flow. So you might hate your job with a passion, but there might be little bits during your job day, your work day, where you feel this state of flow. Maybe you're doing something, like maybe you're like working with numbers, no one's bothering you, no one's talking to you. And you're just like in this flow with these numbers, or maybe you're a programmer and you're programming, or I don't know, whatever it is you do. Um, Maybe you just hate, you know, the the job itself, maybe some of the people you work with, maybe the culture that you're in, maybe you like the work, but, you know, so you feel in flow. So acknowledging that, and as soon as you acknowledge the places where you feel in flow, you're going to write those things down, right? So Number three was create a path where you feel lit up. It's really important to start paying attention and um, acknowledging those those places where you feel in flow and you feel good, okay? And be open to what that might be. It doesn't have to be something spectacular. You could feel like you're in flow when you're reading a book on your deck and having a cup of tea. That might be the most fantastic feeling, right? Because I know I feel that way when I'm on my deck, I, when I'm reading. I love reading. So it doesn't have to be like this super magical thing. Just you need to figure out where you feel in flow and like add more of that into your life, right? That's going to make you feel good. Okay, number four, eat real food. Okay, so this is where I lose a lot of people. They're like, what the hell does this have to do with me getting unstuck and living in purpose? Well, what this has to do with that is – the, the healthier you eat. When you're eating real food, and that sounds super silly, right? You're like, of course I eat real food, but actually a lot of us don't. We eat a lot of processed crap. So eating real food is really about eating things without labels, or if you're eating things that do have labels, reading the labels and figuring out what you're putting into your body and removing all that added crap that makes you feel like crap. Because what this does is it makes you feel like crap it diminishes your energy you're not getting all the nutrients you need in order to you know get unstuck and really thrive and live in your purpose you have to feel good and you can create a lot of space for yourself and a lot of time for yourself by eating real food and staying healthy because when you feel good it alleviates a lot of other problems like eating crappy food can disrupt your sleep Okay, you know, you're not gonna feel like working out. You don't have that energy, right? So it can disrupt a lot of things. So, by fixing this little piece, which sounds really small, but I'm aware that this is a big challenge eating real food. It's a big challenge. Um, but what I wanna do is just tweak this little thing in your brain. I want you to be aware of what you're putting into your body and start reading the labels. And if you wouldn't give it to a baby, if you wouldn't give it to like your child or your grandchild or whatever, then you probably shouldn't put it in your body either. So remember, treat yourself with the same care that you treat others, okay? So number four. Now, I also, I I mean, that was number four. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Um, With number four, though... I realize that this is a huge step. So like I said earlier, take what you need from these steps and then leave the rest behind. If this is the one that's going to be the most powerful for you and have the biggest ripple effect on your life, then just do this one. Okay. Just start with that one. Okay. Um, So this could be like these 12 steps. I am could be overwhelming if you feel like you have to do all of them, but you just need to do one at a time. That's all. Number five, add in movement. And yes, this goes along the same lines of eating real food. Um, You know, adding in the movement, you know, extends your energy. It helps add to your energy. The more fit you are, the better you feel. The more capable you are of living out your dreams and having, you know, the the span of energy to do all the things that you want to do. So learn about what type of movement feels good for you and start adding that in slowly into your daily life. And what that looks like is try different things. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to go to the gym and sit there for an hour. As a matter of fact, I just don't think that's necessary. You have to find what you love. Like I love running. I love walking. I love hiking. I love yoga. Um... I don't like lifting weights, but I do because I'm a middle-aged woman who should lift weights. I feel like that's really good for me to, you know, keep trying, you know, trying to build muscle as I get older and keeping myself strong. Um, So I've I've made a habit out of that, (laughs) but learn what you love. That's what's important. Adding those things. If you love going for walks, then find a walking partner and go for a walk. Your walking partner can be your dog. You can, you know, just, even if it's just five minutes, start small. Um, If this is a, so for me, this step number five is easy because I love being active and I always have, but I am aware that this can be really challenging for some people, especially if you're not feeling good. So small little micro steps is what you're going to take. So if, if, um, trying different things, seeing where you feel in flow, go back to number three, you know, where do you feel in flow? If do, doing Zumba is your jam, then do Zumba. If yoga makes you feel great that you feel in flow, do yoga. But, you know, if you don't want to sit there for an hour doing yoga, you know, go onto YouTube and look up yoga, um, yoga with Adrian and do a 15 minute class or uh, yoga with Kat Mefen. Um, there's some great ways you could you could squeeze in short little yoga classes into your life just to get started. Okay. Number six, get outside every day. This is so important. And I know some of you are like, oh no, Tina, I'm allergic to nature. Okay. I'm allergic. Like my, my youngest daughter would say that to me. I don't know if she would say those exact words, but she actually is allergic to the sun. She breaks out in hives in the sun. She's very fair. So Yeah, this could be hard for a lot of people, but this could look like, you know, just like movement, getting outside every day, going to get your mail. Uh, If you have a dog, walking your dog, maybe, you know, going a little further than you need to. Um, Maybe it's just going outside in the morning to have your morning cup of coffee and letting the sunlight hit your face in the morning. It's very important for your circadian rhythm um, to let that sunlight hit your face in the morning and really... Um, wake you up. And if it's cold outside, you know, because where I live, yeah, in the winter, I don't really want to sit out on the deck having my coffee with the sun on my face. (laughs) It's freezing in here in the winter. So it could just mean, you know, I'm forced to go outside because I have to walk my dogs. But um, sometimes a walk in the snow can be really enjoyable. I used to run in the snow with like spikes on my sneakers. Um, I'm not that hardcore anymore. But I still like to get outside every day. Connecting with nature reduces stress. There's so many benefits. It's known to like lower your blood pressure. It reduces depression and anxiety. So there's so many good things about getting outside every day. And being able to do this can really de-stress you and help you um, focus on reconnecting with yourself, okay? That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to reconnect with ourselves and really learn who we are. Even if it's five minutes, get outside every day. Number seven, connection. So be purposeful about who you're connected to, and make a point to connect with them more. So, you know, we uh, in this this age of social media, we have a lot of connections, right? Thousands and thousands and thousands of connections. Some of us, but are we really connecting with these people? So be purposeful about who you're connected with, connected to. Are they aligned with you? Um, is it the right energy that you want to surround yourself with or, or not? And if it's really not, if you find it being disruptive, then you can remove that person from your connection list. Um, If it's a family, uh, a family member that the connection is negative, then you could either lessen the exposure or you could try to repair. There's different ways that you can handle this, but obviously this would be a whole Um, episode on its own, you know, repairing these connections. But I want you to um, keep in mind that even though you think your family knows that you love them and your friends know that um, you find them important, if you're not telling them on a regular basis, they might not know that. They might be going through something really difficult that they're not ready to share with anybody. And you calling them up and saying, listen, I just wanted you to know that even though we haven't talked in a while, I really care about you and you're an important friend to me. You know, like you could even shoot them a text or, you know, the, the second someone pops into your head, um, shoot them a text and be like, oh, I was just thinking about you. How are you? It's like making a point to connect when you think about it and don't be all like, well, they could do that with me. Well, just be the person, be that person that, that's going to... Um, Know maintain the connection because sometimes the other person might be in a state of depression or um, they might feel helpless at the time. You just don't know what other people are going through, so it's really important to maintain those important connections to you. And if these are people that you know you live near and stuff like that, make a point to make plans with these people. Um, we all get busy with the doing, doing, doing. Right. And we don't have time. Right. That's what we think. But you have to make the time. So if you have a connection that's important to you, um, reach out and make sure that you make the time for that connection, because when we when, when we come to the end of our lives, we're not going to look back and be like, um, you know, I'm so glad I was so busy doing, doing, doing my job, whatever, Um but I lost all the connections with my family and friends. Like, nobody's going to be happy about that, right? So maintain those connections and tell the people that you care about, how much you care about them and appreciate them. And that can include business relationships. That can in- include clients. That can include your children. Um, I mean, there, there isn't any child alive that never wants to hear about how thought of, how loved they are, right? We all need that. So definitely make a point to connect. When you connect with the people that you love and the people that are important to you, it really, it maintains that connection of who you are. So it's a, it's a, a good um, healing way to stay connected to yourself, you know, especially when it comes to like old friends, you know, and, and different ways that you have experienced Um, different times in your life. So it's really good to be reminded of these connections. Um, So step number eight, self-care. Okay, this is my jam, self-care. Learn how to add self-care into your daily life and how to create the space for it. So creating space for it is doing a lot of these things that we're talking about. And um, like I said earlier, at the very least, you should take care of yourself the way you take care of other people, but really it should be more because the better you take care of yourself, like I said, the better version of you, you can put out into the world. And that's what you want to present to your family, friends, and loved ones, right? So taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, and that might look like setting strong boundaries. That might look like eating real food and, and taking care of yourself that way. That might look like... Um, connecting with your intuition. That might look like reframing your mindset and looking at things differently. Um, It doesn't mean getting your nails done and having a massage, although those things are very important and very wonderful. It could mean self-care on a deeper level, okay? Um, Number nine, love yourself unconditionally. Love and accept yourself exactly as you are now, your starting point. And while you, you know, and you can still want to be the best version of yourself and work, work towards being a better version of yourself. But that doesn't mean that you don't love and accept yourself where you are right now. You're perfect the way you are right now. Okay. You're worthy. You're lovable right as you are right now. And it's okay to also want to better that version of yourself. So how can you accept yourself right now? Um, You know, you know, get rid of the negative self-talk. And like I said, a lot of these steps, you have to go a lot deeper. So like in the book, you'll get some journal prompts and different ways that you can move forward with this on a little bit of a deeper level. This is definitely a starting point. Um, Also, when you download the the free ebook, you'll also get like daily email reminders from me for each step. So it helps kind of, it's a little bit of an accountability, a little bit. All right. Number 10, focus on progress, not perfection. Learn to move forward before you're ready. This is really important. So we're acknowledging our starting point and you're learning more about yourself. You're reconnecting with yourself, but you, and and you know what you think, you know what you want. You think you want to know that direction you're going to, but you're just, you're not ready. You're not educated enough. You don't think you don't have enough confidence. Um, you don't know how, you don't know what the steps are. Well, Right, what I'm talking about now is just move forward before you're ready. You don't need to know the steps. You don't need to know how, know how to get all. You don't need to know every step before you start. All you need to know is the first step, even if it's a guess. What would, you be, what would be your best guess to the first step to get to where you're going? That's the step you need to take. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, it never has to be perfect. Um, not everybody is watching you looking for absolute perfection the way you do with yourself, okay? Um, Yes, you may have people that are watching you, (laughs) but most likely, most people are more worried about themselves. So don't worry about perfection, just progress. Move forward. What's the next step? That's all you have to know. You don't need to know all the steps. You don't need to know perfect. Um, As a matter of fact, the most successful people in life have made tons and tons and tons of mistakes. So mistakes Aren't mistakes? Mistakes are either um, a lesson or a redirection. Okay, so like, what did I learn? And how can I redirect myself? How can I do this differently? That's all a mistake is. So how are you gonna how are you gonna learn to move forward? Unless you just jump, okay? You just jump, and then the next, and then after you do that one step, if it worked out, you move. You think of the next step. Well, hmm, what would the next step be? You know, take a guess. If you took a step and it really sucked, then you look, wow, wow, how can I do that differently? How can I do that better? That's all. That's all it's about, okay? So progress, not perfection. And I believe Marie Forleo says this all the time. I believe that's where I heard that from. Um, number 11, gratitude. Uh, create a daily gratitude practice. Uh, this is like one of the easiest things to do. Um it's also one of the easiest things not to do. Like people know they should do this, but they don't do it. But it's just a really great way to like automatically raise your vibration. Because if you're in a bad mood, you're feeling shitty. You might be feeling sorry for yourself. Um, whatever you're feeling, angry, resentful, whatever. If you move into gratitude, you can't feel that feeling in that moment right now. So you like If you're feeling gratitude, you can't feel anxious. You can't feel angry. You can't feel sad. Okay. Because you're in gratitude. You can't feel those two things at the same time. So this is an automatic energy shift that you can take every single day. And it's so easy. And one of the instructions that I give doing gratitude is think of something that you're grateful for, like, you know, in your life, and then write down how it makes you feel. So like, say, I'm grateful for my children. They make me feel loved, connected, um, purposeful, whatever, whatever they make you feel. And then like feel those feelings in that moment. Okay. And that's like how you can really, and then say, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and do this, you know, a couple of different things. And then another thing that you could do at the end of the day is just think of, you know, one thing during that day that happened that you were grateful for. And it's a really great way to recap your day because sometimes you just like forget about something that happened. And then at the end of the day, I do this every night before I go to bed, you thinking about one thing you're grateful for and you're, oh yeah, that happened today. You know, that happened today. So that's a, a great way to end your day and move into your sleep cycle and maybe dream about that other rather than worrying about something that you might be thinking about. Right. So, starting your day with gratitude and ending your day with gra- gratitude are so powerful, and this could really, really put things in perspective and really reconnect you with yourself. When you're sitting there thinking about what you're grateful for, um, you might get you might be in a place where you're like, "Well, Tina, I don't feel grateful for anything right now. I don't. I don't have anything to be grateful for." And if you're in that place, I've been there. Then you start small. You could just be like, I'm grateful for the sunrise this morning. I am grateful for a new day. I am grateful that I'm awake and alive. I am grateful that I have a whole new day to experience. I am grateful for my legs that support me. I am grateful for my hands. I'm grateful for my eyes. Like, you could just, there's so many things to be grateful for that we don't think about. So, if you're in a place where you don't feel like you, can experience gratitude, you could just start really, really small. Okay. And then step number 12, this is the last step, take action. Okay. Learn how to take action, create momentum results and solutions. So yes, this means I want you to take action on these steps. I want you to grab that ebook and take actions, do the journal prompts, um, you know, use the affirmations, but taking action is also, I want you to think of this in a different way. I want you to think of this as a, sol, uh, as a way of creating solutions. So when you start to embark on this adventure and where you're gonna be trying new things, okay? You're gonna be adding new things back into your life that maybe you did a long time ago and you're like, you wanna re-experience the joy from them. Or maybe you have this big goal that you're working towards and this is, your, this is your point, this is your springboard into that new goal, okay? You download this ebook and now you're like, yes, I'm going to get started, um, and I want to do this, but I don't know how. Um, So, like, the first step would be, like, find someone else who did it. Find someone else who did it and see what they did. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And if you can't do that, then create your own solution. How can you um, get to where you want to go? How can you do this yourself? Just be creative. Think out of the box come up with something that's ridiculous and then figure out how to make it real. Okay. So if you have a problem and you want to create results, you want to fix the problem and you're not finding any answers, then start creating the solutions yourself, create what you want, create the support that you want for yourself. Okay. Don't just be a victim and wait for somebody else to solve your problems, create the solution. And just like I said, progress, not perfection. Um, your first your first way to fix that to create a solution might not work then you just try another one okay so taking action isn't just like doing these steps it's also creating your own solution creating your own result and creating your own momentum no matter how many times you fall on your face to get back up and and continue to look for different results and solutions to create that momentum to keep moving forward. Because if you stop every time you fall down, you're never going to get to where you want to go. All right. So you just have to get up and be like, okay, what did I learn? How can I do better? Okay. What's the solution? I can create this myself, or I can get somebody to help me. So if you can't find someone to help you doing it yourself, right? So, um, I hope that that resonated with you because taking action doesn't always mean just doing the steps and moving, taking the motion. Sometimes it's creating new things yourself. So I know this is a lot of info. This is also just a starting point. This is, like I said, your springboard. And some of you might need one of these things or some of you might need all of them. Take what you need, leave the rest behind, like I said earlier, Grab the ebook. It goes a bit deeper. It has the journal prompts, the affirmations to help you along the way. And it's free, right? Um, And you receive the daily email accountability to keep you moving forward. Um, Keep in mind, there is nothing wrong with being stuck. Sometimes we're stuck because we need to learn a lesson. Sometimes we're stuck because our life is trying to point something out to us, okay? It happens to all of us. There is nothing wrong with you. Um, nothing. I like to t- I look at this, um, for some reason, the universe wants to keep me here longer than I would like. There must be a good reason for it. Then I ask myself, what do I need to learn? What lesson is here for me? Um, uh, this happened to me very recently in my business. I was I was stuck at a certain level, and I just couldn't get past it. I was doing all the things, but nothing was really giving me the results that I wanted. I was getting results, but they weren't what I wanted. So I took a step back and I gave it some good thought, like eight months worth of thought. I swear, I felt stuck for so long. And yeah, I was just really stuck. And then I realized what it was. I was protecting myself. I was holding myself back. You see, when I had my stroke, um, I was working hard. I was selling real estate. I was raising three kids by myself. I was doing all the things. I was on the hamster wheel, full, full set. I was like going hard on the hamster wheel, okay? Um, like all the things I talked about earlier and my stroke was from stress. It was from stress and not taking care of myself. Um, and I was repeating my behavior of being too much in my masculine energy of doing, 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 and I was doing myself to death again. Um, and this is a problem I have. Maybe I guess some people would call it a type A personality. I don't really look at myself that way, but sometimes I have trouble stop, stopping working. Okay. Okay. And I needed to balance my masculine and feminine energies of just letting things be, you know, like hanging out with my dogs, like I said earlier, just being. Um, My body, the universe did not want me to go down the same path again. So that's why it was keeping me here. So even though deep level self-care is what I teach, it's what I embody, I was still not honoring my need to have more ease and flow in my life and fun. I was losing that connection. So no one's perfect. So I'm fixing this now. And it feels so nice to be able to examine this time in my life and acknowledge where I am and why I was stuck and then start moving forward again. See, it happens continuous through, through our lives. And all we have to do is take a step back and kind of figure out how to move forward again. And you deserve the same thing. So I hope this episode was very healing for you. Definitely grab the ebook and the show notes, please subscribe and share and drop me a great review. If it feels aligned with you, this will help spread this podcast to more people like you who need to add Uh, deep level self-care into their daily lives. So I will see you next week. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.